안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? You know, I'm maybe uh, on the way to go to Australia, my home. So now I'm recording the morning devotion. Today I'd like to talk about the role of uh, women from Trumas Anthology Book 1. Let's invite our heavenly honey. The Role of Women The people of Israel did not know the history of God's providence or that of indemnity. They just thought that they were a chosen people blessed by God and preserved that one point alone. Therefore, they could not avoid sending Jesus in such a miserable way. The people of Israel ended up becoming a wandering people for 2,000 years as a result. They became a people without a nation. Amidst such a history, however, it was the role of mothers to keep their lives and tradition going. That's why I emphasize the creation of an environment. Our first generation, the parents, could not fulfill their responsibility. They came to know God's grace, the truth, and yet they could not fulfill their responsibility to match the blessings they had received. Hence, the necessary environment could not be created. As a result, many second-generation members have left. This is truly regrettable. As parents, you have nothing to say. If we do not fulfill our responsibility, second-generation members must pay the indemnity. Nobody knows how great the indemnity conditions will become, but without fail, they must be paid. We also have a responsibility to fulfill until all the people in the world have been embraced. You cannot avoid this. If you do not pay all the indemnity, your descendants will have to pay it. Yes. True mother said that even when the people of Israel become wandering people after Jesus' crucifixion, the mothers played a big role in keeping their lives and tradition going. Many second-generation members of our Unification Church have flowed out to the secular world. In the end, Tromada took responsibility for this and is investing much effort into saving the growing blessed second and third generations. As Tromada said, if we fail to take responsibility, the second generation must pay indemnity for paths that cannot be avoided. She said that if we do not pay the uh, indemnity, our descendants will pay. So then what should we do? You must start on you now. First, as a true mother said, we must create an environment. We need to create an environment where the blessed children can come back. What is that? For that, we must go back to the early days and witness many secular people to completely change the environmental realm of the church and make it a church of true love. 
if such an environment is created, the path will be open for all the blessed children whom we have longed for to come back. I am really grateful to our true mother, true mother now really, you know, created for us to, you know, hit, uh, America Chanbo one. So we can work together with Chanbo one. And then when we really increasing day by day new membership. So our, our, you know, first generation have a confidence to bring you know, new guests anytime, anyone come to our church and they, they can become remain, they are joyfully and happily following true parents' will and then creating more numbers and creating more beautiful environment. I am telling you, entire spiritual world mobilizing our second gen and third generation, they naturally come back to the, you know, our church. That's why I'm very much focused on the witnessing. And, you know, to build the witnessing, we need to cultivate our hearts. That's why last one year and eight months, I invested without missing single day for the morning devotion. First of all, we need to have the mood and motivation and determination to go out for witnessing. Not, we cannot push it by, you know, Pushed by just able, voluntarily need to come out from that come the heart. That's why it's been long time now. I can see, I can feel that everywhere and must be so beautiful. Even yesterday, I even you know a few days ago, our Chanbo even first day and second day and must be really beautiful. I think because of the entire American brothers and sisters really work hard together and creating that kind of beautiful environment. I have a great hope actually, my brothers and sisters. If we make the that kind of unity between first generation, second generation, continuously producing in the substantial result through the you know, new membership, I think a really spiritual world, they are the one who can witness and push, it, push our second generation, third generation to come back to my brothers and sisters, that's why you need to start from the external environment. External environment become internal environment. Internal environment become more internal. That's why need to have internal transformation, which is a heartistic transformation. Then we can change the environment, even individual environment, family environment, church's environment, with our tribal environment. I think now you and me, we are putting Jungsung together. Not easy to attend the morning devotion without missing single day. But this is our Jungsung condition, my brother's senses, right? Almost Jungsung always moves heaven, right? So I, I, even though I am sick, even though I am so tired and exhausted, I cannot run away. This is my destiny need to go together with my beloved American brothers and sisters and also helping the, our North America, our Canadian brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for your supporting all the time. And also now, not just only America and Canada, from all over the world, they are really praying together and supporting our true mother providence. Leaving divine principle, 
the development, perfection, and features of the spirit self. Let's study. Sensibilities of a spirit. All the sensibilities of a spirit are cultivated through the reciprocal relationship with the physical self during earthly life. Therefore, only when a person reaches perfection and is totally immersed in the love of God while on earth, can he fully delight in the love of God as a spirit after his death? All the qualities of the spirit self are developed while it abides in the physical self. Sinful conduct during earthly life aggravates evil and ugliness in the spirit of a fallen person. While the redemption of sins granted during early life opens the way for his spirit to become good. This was the reason Jesus had to come to the earth in the flesh to save sinful humanity. We must lead a good life while we are on the earth. In Matthew 16, 19, Jesus gave the keys to the kingdom of heaven to Peter, who remained on the earth. And in Matthew 18, 18, he said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Because the primary objective of the providence of restoration must be carried out on earth. Yeah, based on that, let's study Father's word. The course of spiritual experience. Therefore, if some kind of godly nature flows strongly into fallen humankind, fallen people cannot be purified in a natural way. When this power flows in, it does not come in at once, but enters in an alternating plus and minus manner in the way sound waves are transmitted with alternating amplifications and attenuations. This power comes in sometimes strongly and sometimes weakly, all the while cultivating us. You will have vibrations, lose your consciousness, and the phenomenon in which spiritual forces act strongly takes place. This is manifested as spiritual phenomena. What will happen next if you continue having such experiences? Your physical body and your physical fallen nature will become purified. And through this, you will naturally come to accept these works 100%. When that happens, even without such phenomena, you can enter a state higher than the spiritual phenomena and then receive all that heaven teaches while not being overwhelmed at all. You have to go through these courses to reach that level of purification, as well as the phases of receiving revelations and directions. The experience of spiritual works. Once you reach the level of such experiences, your mind will give you directions. You will be struck dumb when you try to talk to someone or... You will scold someone in spite of yourself. You will experience such incomprehensible phenomena from time to time. Therefore, if you have to be able to control them, if you mishandle the situation, people may treat you like a crazy person 
It is absolutely necessary to go through such a course of experiencing these things. If you enter the position of having had experience through the trials of life by feeling and experiencing that which entered your mind, you will become stronger. You you will not be affected by anyone's comments. Understand that both spiritual experiences and their realizations are of the utmost importance in your lives of faith. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. In the end, the life of faith enters the world of conviction that no one can deny through the process of experience. Therefore, you need to have experiential of faith, experiential faith. When a person preaches the word with uh, experiential faith, that person becomes strong. Even if anyone denies the facts of God, the spirit world, they do not listen to them. Even if anyone denies true parents as the Messiah, those who have a spiritual experiences will not change their heart. The reason why faith in true parents is shaken is that they accept the true parents through the word and the and reason, but they did not obtain spiritual conviction through experience. That's why very interesting. I uh, you know some very really famous lady and connect to the the other one of the true children's side. And then Reverend Johannes said that. You know, very interesting answer. She does not know spiritual world. She does not have clear spiritual experience. Wow, my brother senses. That's why you need to have the conviction, spiritual conviction through experience. That's why one who ex- have experienced spiritual conviction Futro father is, Futro mother is, they never betray. They never ever betray. Not just only convinced by God's word. When you experience by spirit, especially my physical younger sister, she really have this kind of spiritual phenomenon a lot. And then she tell me all the time such a beautiful testimony. She said, hey, my older brother, I am really grateful to father and mother. I cannot deny they are my own savior. You know, my daughter and my sister, she got an accident and uh, I think she was an emergency room, I did more than six months or seven months. I think no way to cure, you know, her situation. I really realized that my mother's uh, she, without giving up, without sleeping, put her effort so much beside her and pray for her. Wow. I realized that, wow, my mother's life and like like a life and that. I realized real my mother have that kind of deep heart and love to take care of my younger sister. 
finally she recovered. Uh, of course, still body situation not easy, and then received a blessing. And then doctor saying that she cannot have a baby. However, <laughs> when she start family, and then really she cry, and then go to the doctor again in Japan. Same things, you know. But she without she without giving up, continuously praying. Father came to her dream and sanctify her love organ and this and that. After that, she have beautiful two children. Doctor said, "This is miracles, miracles, baby." And then she have often spiritual experience. She knows the value of true parents. Wow! She gave many many testimony about true father, true mother, the value of true parents. That's why. Many people maybe can talk to a Reverend Moon and Mother Moon. They are the non-Messiah, even though everybody reject, everybody are opposed. But she cannot give up to her parents. We need to have that kind of spiritual experience and conviction who true parents are. Then you never run away, you never betray true mother, my brothers and sisters. Therefore. We need to know that experience and practice are the most necessary things in our life of faith. Today's youth ministry, a heart of the worship, a heart of uh, reverence, a heart of gratitude. Let's study. A heart of worship, a heart of reverence, a heart of gratitude. Every morning before Hundike, we bow to Heavenly Parent and True Parents. In this way, we must preserve the heart with which we bow every morning throughout the day. Anyone who lives with the heart they have when they bow to God every morning treats everyone with respect so they know and feel the circumstances of other people. Because one loses the heart with which they bow every morning, he lives without knowing the circumstances of other people. Those who truly keep the heart they had when bowing that comes from our Shimjung will have a heart of worship, reverence, and gratitude and can feel the sorrow of all things. Every time we see all things, we are truly happy and have more peace and strength in our hearts. Then where does the heart to treasure all things come from and look up to? Because we respect the creator of all things, it gives rise to a heart of admiration. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. The reason we bow to Heavenly Parent and True Parents every morning is to live each day with a heart we bow with. All rituals and systems must connect to real life, centering on our heart. If you just bow and then disrespect people, that is a hypocrisy. So my brothers and sisters, you know, I bow to heavenly parents and true parents. We do full respect, full reverence, 
and full of gratitude. That's why whenever we recite a family place and then bow down to heavenly parents and true parents, this one is not just only by ritual or systems or tradition. You need to keep that kind of the heart and that kind of the mindset, attendance and worshiping. You need to apply in your daily life, every moment, every second, every hour, every day. The problem is that we lose the heart which we bowed in worship every morning. So we live without knowing the circumstances of other people. Therefore, our life of faith should always be lived with a heart of worship, heart of kyongbe, heart of reverence, and heart of gratitude that comes from the heart. Through Father's guidance is beautiful. Right? Beautiful. Wow, Father. Live in such a way. He showed his top secret to us. You know, what kind of the mindset? What, what does attendance mean? With that kind of respectful heart. That kind of the grateful heart. How important it is. Next. The life of a person who lives with a heart of worship. When we respect and love someone, we automatically have respect or reverence for the things that they own. This is something you will feel a lot through experience. However, it is very difficult to keep the heart that we bowed with until the end. If you bow with a heart that truly worships heaven, bend your body and bow with a desire to truly belong to God, you will have weight. You will not be self-centered nor act recklessly. There's always weight. A person with a bowing heart has affection for the other person. You can be merciful to others and seeing them makes you happy and it feels natural. Even a stranger is not considered a stranger. A person with a heart of reverence sees even a single blade of grass as connected with God. Yes. If you bow with a heart that truly worships heaven and bend your body and bow with a desire to truly, truly belong to God, you will have a spiritual weight and spiritual authority and dignity. A person with a heart of the worship treats anyone with affection, they can be merciful toward others and deal with them naturally and pleasantly. In addition, a person with a heart of the reverence sees even a single blade of, uh, blade of grass as connected with God. You look at that, all things, trees like this manse, and all the plants, manse to the you know, son and heavenly father, manse, all trees and plants 
억만세 투가 글로리가 프레이즈가 You look at the old things. We need to learn always grateful, always glorify for God, thankful, and really truly bow down. How beautiful, right? That's why I think old things is our one of the great textbook. Next. The life of a person who lives with a heart of worship. This heart of worship and reverence can be said to be the point in having a relationship with God. A person who has a heart of reverence and worship like this can't help but look at a single blade of grass and see it as a creation connected to God. Such a person does not discriminate between the smallest and the largest. When we look at our fingers, even though they are all different sizes, do we value one and despise the other? We do not discriminate. In the same way, can there be any discrimination against all things that God created with all his heart? There can be no discrimination. So we, with reverence today, also do not discriminate. Like this, if you do not discriminate, have a relationship with heaven and see all things with a good attitude, then your faith will begin to take hold. If you don't have it, you are like an uprooted tree and are loose and reckless. The most important thing is having a relationship with God is hard to worship God and hard to reveal God. If this kind of a heart is the basis, you would see even a single blade of grass as a creation of God and consider it so precious. Those who have a heart to gyeongbae worship God, do not discriminate between the smallest and the largest. It's just like we don't discriminate between our fingers, you know, even if they are all different sizes, right, my brothers and sisters? Does not matter, you are taller guy, or you are smaller guy, or older brother, or younger brother. Each one of the value, the same value. This is because people who discriminate easily and ignore others are, they are still very arrogant and hypocritical. Final slide. Consequences of a person without reverence. If you do not have reverence in your vertical relationship with God, you become a self-indulgent person. People who do not have a hold on their faith are usually good at complaining because they were not loved by their parents when they were growing up or because they just lived according to the wind and circumstances. You can easily recognize people by looking at them. In view of this, we have a responsibility to preserve a heart of worship and reverence. Those who do not forget and keep their first motivation, first heart, and first love like this are called righteous. If you become a person who does not have reverence in your vertical relationship with God, you become a self-indulgent 
person. If you look at horizontal people, they have no respect for God and their parents. Therefore, the most precious education for children is to show that parents bow to and attend God and true parents. And parents should attend their children with a heart of bowing to God. People who do not have the Uh, do not have a hold on their faith are usually those who grew up not well loved by their parents. So they just fool around according to the wind and the environment and complain a lot. Our life of faith need to preserve the heart with which we bow every morning throughout the day. Throughout the day. We must not forget that this is a very beginning of faith. Every morning we wake up, you're attending morning devotion, and then you know, bow down to heaven and to parents. With this kind of the respectful heart, that kind of the, you know, attend, attendance, this kind of the heart you, you, need, you, need to, you, do, you need to apply to your wife. Same attitude apply to your children. And then you go out from home, and when you see Abel, need to, you, you need to apply the same things. When you see guests, same attitude. When you see beautiful old things, same attitude. That's why. This guidance. Now the era of what? Attendance. Attendance. Oh, unification church just worship to the human being. They worship the father moon and mother. They do not know the meaning of the attendance. We are not just only worship God and worship through parents. Based on that standard, based on that particular alignment, I want to practice to anyone. There's no difference. There is something different we call you are hypocrite. You are hypocrite. Then when we reach that kind of level, when I deal with God and deal with the human being, same kind of mindset, attitude, respectful heart and gratitude, reverence, we call you are perfect man. <coughs> My brothers and sisters, I think let's uh, practice about that. <coughs> Leaving testimony, I think our MC will introduce. Thank you, Heavenly Honey, for your help. Kamsamida. Thank you, Dr. Young, for another wonderful, wonderful uh, message today. For a living testimony, today we're going to be going to Kentucky, Kentucky, to hear about his ACLC work. I'd like to invite up Norm Presley. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm uh, going to share my screen with you guys, so here we go. All right. Everything coming through for you? Coming through well. Yep. All right. So... Uh, <clears throat> 
<clears throat> excuse me, a couple of things. I do, uh, I play uh, music uh, professionally now. I retired from my uh, full-time job about a year ago, but I've uh, uh, played a lot of music and uh, also uh, do a lot of fishing. But uh, I'll get to the ACLC uh, work at the end. Uh, we have an event coming up called Life Fest. <coughs> it's the um, International Circle of Faith puts its on. It's uh, over uh, 30,000 ministers worldwide. Let me take a drink real quick. Uh, it's uh, Bishop Bernie Wade is the one who heads this up. And uh, I'll, I'll get to that shortly. So uh, first of all, in the, let me start my show here. So uh, this is us playing music. That's me in the front on the first screen. <clears throat> if you see in the back, that's Mark Witten. Um, he plays in the band with me. We went to high school together, went to Cub Scouts together. I've known him since 1961. And uh, he recently did his 43 days. So uh, we were uh, thrilled about that. And actually, uh, there's a uh, Daryl is the other picture you see there. And uh, he, he was blessed back in 1997. Uh, both of his children were blessed. I've done two weddings at his home. One of them was his uh, child, and those weddings were also blessings. So uh, anyway, all the guys in our band that are married are blessed. So and that's, uh, most of the children. So uh, next, this is a this is a show we did. Uh, this was. Uh, these are actually two famous people with me. That's me on the guitar. The first one is uh, Alex Ramundo. He's a uh, actually a pretty famous comedian. And uh, the other one is Allison Bray. She was uh, on Blake Shelton's team on The Voice, and uh, she was with our band for about a year till she got on to uh, went on to bigger and better things after that. But uh, I'll give you a little details here. Um, this is, uh, Alex Ramundo and his wife, they were blessed. And that's my son with them, by the way. Uh, they were blessed in 1997 at, uh, Washington DC and, uh, uh, Alex, I, you know, I talk to him, uh, pretty often, usually a couple of times a week. Uh, recently we've been talking about the one-on-one -on -one witnessing. So Saturday we talked for, um, uh, just about an hour on uh, the parallels in history. And uh, if you see the uh, uh, flyer there next to it, you'll see uh, uh, Three Kings of Comedy Tour. Uh, Joey Mendina, he's kind of a famous comedian. He did the Taco Bell commercials, all of that. And I'm sure a lot of you know who Paul Rodriguez is. But uh, anyway, Alex is doing a tour uh, with with uh, with them uh, for the for the rest of this year, uh, he still comes home here locally every once in a while. But uh, anyway, that's who that is. And uh, this was a party we did for comedian Ron White. That's Ron White with me on stage. Um, and uh, it would surprise you; these people put on these comedy shows and. Uh, 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 
maybe not so Christian sounded, but in the background, you know, like Alex, every show he gets up and professes his, uh, his belief in Jesus Christ. So uh, anyway, amen to that. Um, this is me and Norico on uh, the tour bus with, uh, with Alex. And uh, the next picture there is his wife. Uh, and uh, <laughs> me and Alex on stage uh, to the left there, the, um, his wife says that when we get together, we're like two nine-year-olds. So we have a, have a good time. And that's, uh, Alex and me on the fishing boat together. And then, uh, this is Allison Bray. That's a picture of her on the, on the voice. And, uh, the, uh, uh to the right is her husband, Isaiah Ferguson. He, uh, he's a Bantamweight, uh, uh MMA fighter. Uh, he just won a, uh, a championship in Bantamweight uh, back in June. And to the right, that is me give, doing their marriage ceremony. And we did the entire blessing, you know, holy wine, uh, holy water, the vows, everything. Uh, that was uh, February 22nd of this year. And that's Allison. Uh, she goes fishing with me, her and her husband, you know, come out with me <laughs> every once in a while. Um uh, more in music, the uh, uh, top left there, that's the Les Masters Band, and all three of the married couples in there, they're all blessed. Uh, to the right, that's me with uh, uh, Daryl, who's in my band, and uh, another guy, Wayne White, went to high school with me, blessed. To the bottom left is... Um, that's Dr. Stan Coates. He's a Grammy award-winning songwriter. And uh, I met him through Life Fest and his wife, uh, Cindy. Uh, interesting enough, she was a uh, cheerleader for the Atlanta Falcons for uh, almost 10 years. And uh, that's them having, uh, having dinner with us to the right. And uh, of course, they're blessed. <laughs> and that's me and Stan. He, uh, they stay the night at our house. Oops, sorry about that. And uh, next is, uh, that's that's me at work before I retired. And uh, all three of the people with me, uh, they're all blessed. Uh, below that, another couple blessed. And over to the right, that's me with some cousins who came out to my show. All blessed. And uh, this is uh, Bishop Dan Johnson. Um when uh, father did the 50 state tour, he was one of the ministers, one of the three ministers that traveled with him. And uh, we used to fish together a lot. We played, uh, played in a band for about two years together as well. And uh, he, actually he was blessed by uh, one of our local people, David Powell, who uh, works in ACLC. And to the right is uh, Dan Johnson's, uh, Two of them uh, are his children, and then the the uh, uh, other one is like a son-in-law and daughter-in-law, and uh, of course they're blessed. And uh, actually, my kids <laughs> used to play with his kids. They'd spend the night together and hang out together. So, and uh, this is one of our local. Uh, 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 this is uh, Emmanuel. He uh, moved here recently, and. Uh, so I had to take him fishing and we had a good time to the right. So just a live well full of fish. So um, this is AD. He's a 
father-in-law uh, to uh, Bishop Dan Johnson's daughter, and uh, he goes fishing with me a lot. And uh, my uncle George and cousin, they're all blessed. That's me in the middle. And this is uh, Ronnie. I worked with Ronnie on the right there. Uh, of course, he's blessed. And you might recognize these guys, uh, Bishop Jesse Edwards and Tanya Edwards. Uh, they, they've been coming here every year for, I guess, 25 years or more. And, uh, and, uh, they attend a big conference, but, uh, we always plan a fishing trip when they're here. And I take my granddaughter out fishing too, and she has a good time. <laughs> this is, uh, I'm, that's my uncle George in the middle. And then, uh, Jesse, Tanya Edwards and David Powell, uh, going out fishing and that's me with a few more catches, but, uh, um, my wife, Noriko with, uh, uh, this is, uh, Jeff Aerosmith is his name. Uh, he was actually blessed by, uh, Marcus, uh, Vandemark. And, uh, unfortunately he died of cancer earlier this year, but, uh, I, uh, used to talk with him quite a bit. Another guy that I worked with, John, fishing trip. Now we'll move on to Life Fest. This is a, an event. We actually, um, Bishop Bernie, he uh, appointed me the uh, event coordinator for Life Fest this year. And he sent an invitation letter to Dr. Young to speak. So actually, Dr. Young will be speaking at Life Fest uh, two times. He'll speak on uh, Friday September 2nd and Saturday, September 3rd. On the 3rd, he's going to be giving a uh, talk on absolute sex. Um, Bishop Wade saw this talk and he said, we got to have that at Life Fest. So um, anyway, so there attendance is the official letter to um, to Reverend Young uh, to come and speak. So uh, we're kind of looking forward to that. And uh, three years ago, when I first met uh, Bernie, you know, and we went to Life Fest, I said, you know, Reverend Moon always does a fishing trip before a big event. He said, well, let's do that. So we started arranging. Uh, we started out, uh, uh, OK, we can only take 10 people. And I know uh, two uh, fishing guides that can can help us out that are friends with my cousin. So um, let's do that. So we did that for two years. So this year we've opened it up to uh, 15 people. Uh, one boat will be five women on. Uh, and, uh, and then the other two boats will be the, will be 10 men. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping the women will outfish us this year. <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> and this is uh, Jesse and Tanya. They will both be speaking also at Life Fest. So uh, Anyway, it's a, a, a good event, and that's uh, this was another uh, fishing trip that we went on, and uh, this was last year, and the, the big fish was 42 and a half inches, you see it in the middle, and um, anyway, that all those fish fed uh, everybody dinner at Life Fest last year, so uh, everybody got to eat fish. And that's uh, that's me with uh, Bishop Wade's family on the boat. And then this is another uh, big fish that we caught. That's a, a fishing guide named uh, Rich Idlin. 
and he and his wife, Crystal, we, uh, we uh, blessed them last year in uh, December. I was there with Bishop Wade and his family. There was uh, five ministers there. And we, we, when we put the hands together to bless him and his wife, all five ministers stacked their hands on top to, to pray for him. So uh, anyway, we're, we're still pushing him to do his 43 days, and uh, I'll see him again and talk to him often. So uh, Bishop Wade with his catch, and there's uh, uh, Bishop Wade again on the right, and uh, his son-in-law, Billy. And then these are two ministers out of uh, Indiana. And then uh, this was the big fish, the 42 and a half inch uh, fish uh, caught last year. And then this was a blessing we did at Life Fest. We had 13 participants and uh, Bishop Jesse Edwards presided over that. So thank you. And then uh, this is a flyer for Life Fest this year. I'm going to give you a, a, a registration page and we encourage everybody that can make it come. Uh, we have a cutoff date of August 22nd to register uh, because we got to know, you know, how much food to order and all of that. So, and uh, by the way, I know all of these ministers, except for Tony there in the middle, and it's a great chance to meet ministers because Life Fest is mostly uh, ministers coming there. And we have a lot of break time and a lot of social time uh, to work. So, Anyway, register for Life Fest. That's the website, lifefestus.com. And thank you very much. And I'll turn her back over to you. Thank you, Norm. You're a rock star. <laughs> <Looks like. laughs> so much going on. Uh, we would like to hear how you did it a little bit more uh, how, because there was so much you've done. And so uh, the next time you come up, we'd like to hear even how you did it a little bit more because so many people are interested in hearing, hearing about it through the chat as well. So thank you so much for sharing today and uh, we hope to hear back from you again. So brothers and sisters, that was Norm Presley from Kentucky uh, sharing about his work at ACLC.